0: Yeah, Game 7s and Olympics, you know, it was just just go play.
1: I mean, can't put too much pressure on yourself. You understand how important the game is already. So the best thing to do is just play free and stick to the game plan and trust in your teammates. And I think that's usually how you try to approach these games. And we'll see what happens. You're
2: listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome
0: back. QL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. As we get set for the NBA play-in tournament coming up, starting tonight. The voice there of Kevin Durant. He's been in a lot of these big games, ton of them over the years. And now he uh, enters a play-in game against the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Let's talk about these games in the entire NBA postseason field. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line is Odyssey NBA Insider, ryan mcdonough ryan we'll start with the nets and the cavaliers a game that you know maybe if it's played a month two months ago the number on this game the spread is is much closer than it is right now Cavs going the wrong way nets have gotten kyrie back it's a nine and a half point number tonight um ryan what's your thought on this game because the nets uh, are a big favorite in this one
1: hey good morning always great to be on with you guys I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to win tonight's game, although I think it will be relatively close. So I pick the Nets to win. I pick the Cavs to cover. Uh, Brooklyn hasn't looked very impressive to me lately. They are getting healthier tonight. They're going to have Goran Dragic back in the lineup who's out of the health and safety protocols. It looks like Seth Curry will play as well. Uh, But Ben Simmons is still out. Joe Harris is out for the year. And this has not been the Brooklyn Nets team that was predicted to be dominant and potentially an NBA champion. This is a team that has played okay heading into the play-in. Obviously, Cleveland is limited, especially due to the injury to Jared Allen. So uh, I think the Nets win tonight's game. It's too bad that we won't get to see the Cavs at full strength. But uh, I do not think this is going to be a blowout. I I don't think um, you know Brooklyn has looked that impressive over the last few weeks.
2: Ryan, do you view the Brooklyn Nets still as a true championship contender?
1: I think they could win the championship. However, I I think it's unlikely. I I would not put them uh, at or near the top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, I think the Boston Celtics are the favorite in the East. I think they've been the best team in the Eastern Conference since the calendar flipped from 2021 into the, into this year. Um, the injury to Robert Williams is a question mark, but everything I'm hearing, guys, and in, in reading out of Boston is very positive about Williams. He had that a minor procedure on his meniscus. It looks like he'll be back at some point in the playoffs. So uh, I, I like Boston, especially given that that's the first-round matchup. If Brooklyn wins tonight, which I anticipate, it'll be Brooklyn against Boston. So I think the Celtics would, would win that series with or without Robert Williams. Uh, so, no, I, I wouldn't wager a ton on the Nets to win, Uh, I think you know too many things have gone wrong starting with uh, all the issues with Kyrie Irving and James Harden, who's obviously no longer a Brooklyn Net, uh, and then the trade with Ben Simmons. uh, I thought he'd be back by now. I think most people thought he would have played at least a game in the regular season in a Nets uniform. That did not happen. And so given Brooklyn's issues, but also given that um, they're they're looking at Boston or Miami in the first round, if they win one of these two play-in games, I think they will win tonight. Uh, I think the Celtics advance, and uh, Boston, again, is my pick to win the Eastern Conference.
2: Ryan, what about in the West? Because we keep looking at it and we're trying to find some value. Which one of these teams can really challenge the Suns?
1: Aaron, I think Phoenix is the best team. I think they will win the conference. Um, but looking at the odds, I, I really like Memphis. I mean, think of what the Memphis Grizzlies have done. 56 wins. That is the second best record in the league. I believe they were 20-3 without John Morant, which is spectacular. I don't know if another team in the league could do that without his best player. In fact, I, I couldn't name any teams, if any, in NBA history that would go 20-3 over a 23-game stretch without their best player. So I, I like Memphis. Especially given that uh, last I checked, they were third in the Western Conference odds uh, as far as winning the West. Obviously, Phoenix is the favorite, as they should be. Uh, but Golden State, in most of the books I've checked, Golden State is ahead of Memphis. And, and I get it. Clay Thompson has played better lately. Obviously, Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Steve Kerr and those guys have been there and done that, having won three championships. But uh, this is an excellent Memphis team. Uh, they're good in transition. They're good defensively as far as getting steals and deflections. And they're excellent on the board. So, I like Memphis a lot, and uh, if that is the matchup in the finals, guys, if it's Memphis against Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals, again, I think the Suns uh, are likely to win. I think they are the best team, not only in the West, but the entire league, but Memphis matches up very well with Phoenix. If that is the matchup in the Western Conference Finals, I think the Grizzlies have given the Suns as many problems as any team in the league over the last couple years, so uh, keep an eye on Memphis, and uh, at 6-1, to I think they're great value to win the Western Conference.
0: Ryan, one of the most fascinating first-round series is the 4-5 in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia and Toronto. Uh, We know the Matisse-Thibault situation, so it looks like games 3, 4, and 6, he's not going to be eligible to play and won't be in for those. Uh, I think this is a difficult series for the Sixers here, Ryan. If you told me before the playoffs started or when they traded for James Harden, this would be a matchup, I probably would have leaned Sixers. But as we watch this play out, this experiment in Philadelphia, I don't feel good about where the Sixers are going right now. How do you handicap this first-round matchup?
1: I completely agree with just about everything you said, Joe. I, I, I think Toronto's going to win series. Uh, the series. The Thibault situation is unfortunate for Philadelphia. Uh, I, I was confused. Maybe you can help me with this, Joe, but it seems like he had one vaccine shot from Pfizer, but not a second, and, and you know, I was just a little confused by the logic, but that's neither here nor there. He's not eligible to play and won't be eligible to play, as you mentioned, certainly for games three and four and, and likely game six as well if the series gets that far. So I think Philadelphia just has too many issues. I mean, one of the underrated parts of the James Harden trade, I think, was Seth Curry and Andre Drummond going out. That really thins out the 76ers' depth. Now without bowl, that's another key rotation player for them who is out. So I, I just think they're going to run out of bodies. That combined with the fact that James Harden, after a great start in a 76ers uniform, has looked relatively underwhelming, at least when I watched him play over the last month or so. And then I think some of the questions around Doc Rivers, um, you know, I, I think Doc is, in my opinion, set up to be a potential scapegoat if the Philadelphia 76ers play them out in the first round and don't advance so I I just think there are a lot of questions for Philly I think they will feel that pressure as the series goes on Uh, and then Toronto I think is a young up-and-coming team playing with house money they're they're athletic Uh, they really play hard Um, they have excellent talent and depth and they're very well coached so I think the series sets up well for the Raptors. I I think Toronto had the momentum coming into the uh, playoffs. I think they'll continue that momentum. And if they can steal one game in Philly of these first two, that really puts the pressure on the 76ers as the series shifts back to Toronto for games three and four, especially without Matisse-Thibault.
2: Ryan, so you've got uh, the Nets advancing, not covering, but uh, grabbing that 7-seed tonight. What about the the late game? I'm really looking forward to Uh, Clippers, T-Wolves, Minnesota three-point home favorites. And uh, if you have an opinion uh, on tomorrow's games, uh, feel free.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the late game tonight as well, Minnesota and the Clippers. Uh, I think the Clippers are going to pull the upset here. And I realize that it's a slight upset, but I really like the way the Clippers have looked since Paul George has been back in the lineup. uh, They won five in a row to end the year. Um, and, And this is not the L.A. Clippers that we saw most of the year. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard has not played at all Uh, Paul George played you know some early and then missed a bunch of time but um, watching the Clippers play down the stretch I I was really impressed with what I saw Uh, not only were they winning guys they were relatively dominant uh, in most of their last five games to finish the season so uh, I like what I've seen from this team Uh, you know Robert Covington's had some big nights Norman Powell is back in the lineup Uh, so if you look at okay the Clippers are 42 and 40 to finish the year and coming into the play in as the eighth seed, uh, but why is that? The main reason for me is Paul George missed a bunch of time. Uh, they, they got Powell in Covington, uh, you know, later in the year in, in trades, and uh, Powell in particular was injured and missed a lot of time. Uh, so to me, this is a 50 plus win team if healthy, and uh, I think they go in tonight and pull the upset in Minnesota. Uh, however, I, I do like Minnesota. You asked about future playing games. I, I do like Minnesota uh, to, to win the next playing game if they lose tonight. Uh, I think they're, they're clearly a better team than the San Antonio Spurs or New Orleans Pelicans.
2: Now that the season's over for the Lakers, I'm curious, just your assessment of everything that went down there and, and what do they need to do to turn this around for next season?
1: Aaron, the way they treated... Frank Vogel was embarrassing. It, it was a complete embarrassment. We saw all year the rumors and reports about his job status. In fact, at one point, there were reporters circling and, and seeing whether he would get on a plane. They were going on a road trip. I think it was to Orlando. Uh, will Frank Vogel be on the plane? Is he still going to be the coach of the team? So it, it turned into a soap proper I really feel bad for Frank Vogel, given that he won a championship with the franchise less than 18 months ago. And, um, mm-hmm. really guys, I, I think the Lakers have to take a look in the mirror, starting with ownership in the front office in terms of how they treat people, how they treat their employees. Uh, maybe that trickles down to the players as well. Russell Westbrook had some very pointed comments yesterday about he feels, how he feels he was treated. But, uh, clearly what they're doing is, is not working. And uh, I don't see a quick fix to answer your question from a front office perspective. Russell Westbrook is going to be on a $47 million contract next year. There's not one team in the league who values him nearly at that level, Aaron. So the challenge there is what do you do? Do Do you buy him out? Do you wave and stretch him and eat that money over a number of years, which uh, Lakers have said they don't want to do? Uh, again, I don't see an easy answer, a quick fix for it. Uh, I think they'll have to nail their low-cost signings, their veteran minimum and, and small exception signings, because uh, the roster as constituted with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, who's missed a bunch of time and his durability – is very much a question mark, and Russell Westbrook making $47 million, I think they're relatively locked in to that roster without draft picks, without much young talent on the roster. So I think they're going to have to get creative around the margins and um, maybe you know, make a move with Westbrook going out that's incentivized just to bring on less bad contracts uh, that maybe they can split up and move individually going forward to try to reset it before LeBron James ages out of his prime.
0: Ryan, uh, the Dallas and Utah series. About a week ago, I would have said this is clearly a Dallas side, and I would have taken Dallas maybe to win it in five or six, and now the Luka Doncic injury just puts a a, a cloud over this thing. I mean, the odds right now, game one at least, are for the Jazz, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, How how do you call this series right now? Would you wait to see more information on Luka? Because uh, I really like Dallas, but if Luka's banged up, it changes everything.
1: I think from a betting perspective you have to wait and get more information about Luka Doncic's injury. He's the most dominant individual offensive force in the league right now, guys. I mean, he's what he does offensively in terms of the amount of defensive attention he attracts and his ability to get open shots for his teammates, for the role players that they take and uh, generally make, you know, a lot of wide open shots based on Luka uh, now, they have gotten better to the extent that they can stay competitive when Luka is out of the lineup or on the bench, especially with the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, which I think was more one of the more underrated moves this season, bringing in Dinwiddie uh, and Bertans from, from Washington for Chris Daps, Porzingis. But uh, without Luka or with Luka Limited, I think uh, the Mavericks lose this series. I think the Jazz go on. Uh, if Luka is relatively healthy, I, I love the way Dallas has played. They're, they're another team for me. Like the Boston Celtics, it really turned their season, mid-season, and played excellent basketball down the stretch. So uh, I, I do keep an eye on this one. I believe it's the early game on Saturday. Uh, and, and i you know wait till May, Thursday, or maybe even Friday to see what the Mavs say. At some point, guys, they don't have to disclose fully uh, the extent of, of Luca's injury now, uh, but they will have to do that closer to the game and uh, maybe wait and see whether uh, Luca is listed as uh, available, probable, uh, doubtful, or out for, for Saturday. And, and for me, uh, that would formulate my opinion from a betting perspective.
2: Yeah, these Western Conference series that we have set are really tough to handicap. More injury questions between the Warriors and the Nuggets. Golden State, minus 230 series favorites over the Nuggets. You can get them at 2-1. to one. How do you view this one?
1: I like Golden State. I think Denver just ran out of time. Um, one of the things that's difficult, guys, as a 15-plus year former NBA executive, is it's really hard to airdrop a player into a playoff series, especially a player like Jamal Murray, who's who's still relatively young on a max contract, obviously extremely talented, especially on the offensive end of the court. But uh, to ask him to come back in that environment, um, you know, with no preseason, no training camp, uh, no regular season, and say, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to drop you into a playoff series. Uh, go try to guard Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or even Jordan Poole the way he's played." Uh, i i think that's you know unlikely to happen uh and then also with michael porter jr um you know he's questionable still at this point so I think Denver uh, had a phenomenal regular season. I think Nikola Jokic, by virtue of the Nuggets winning 48 games and avoiding the play-in, uh, in, in addition to his individual brilliance, should be the MVP. But uh, I don't think Denver has enough, even if Golden State is somewhat limited or not clicking on all cylinders, uh, without two of their three best players in Murray and Porter Jr., I think the Nuggets run out of gas and the Warriors advance to round two.
2: Yeah, and I keep wondering the same thing about Ben Simmons. Like, this guy hasn't played in forever. The Nets defense is trash. They need him, but how are you just going to plug him in?
1: I don't think they will. I mean, we've seen, you know, reports of this, but, but uh, let, let me ask you a question. Like, how many times have we gone through this with Ben Simmons? Where like, he's <laughs> going to play. He's feeling good. He's in great shape. He's ready. <laughs> and then he doesn't play, right? Right in Philadelphia or Brooklyn. Um, so I, I think there are some physical issues of the Simmons has been open and candid about his mental struggles. Uh, again, I, I would be surprised. Um, if it's something that Simmons really wants to do, if he, if he wants to, uh, as his first act in a Brooklyn Nets uniform, be airdropped into uh, you know, a play-in game, he won't play tonight, or a playoff game uh, starting this weekend, and, and be set up for that failure and scrutiny, it doesn't seem like yeah. that's something he wants. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'd be happy to come back on with you guys if so, but uh, <laughs> I, I do not expect to see him this, this playoffs, or uh, if he does, I'll, I'll be fascinated to see uh, how he plays. Keep in mind, he hasn't played a competitive NBA game in over a year, and uh, he has been open about his physical and mental issues, so I wouldn't count on that, and that's another reason, Aaron, I like the Celtics to advance uh, over the Nets if that is the matchup in round one.
0: Ryan, we always appreciate hopping on. Enjoy the games tonight. Enjoy the beginning of the first round. We will chat soon. That was Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA Insider on the Roman Guest Line, get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash All now to get $15 off your first month. That's Get Roman. Dot.com/slash/betql will play nickel or dime next right here on the BetQL Network.
2: These joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.